All difficult tasks are easy in hindsight. Yet there can be no rational explanation for the great blunder of the 1997 national draft. Simon Black was passed over until Brisbane's third selection at pick number 31, then duly proceeded to embarrass every club that ignored him along the way. I know that'll make you uncomfortable, Simon, but that's the fact. 31, and you've gone on and played 300 games and one of the most decorated players ever. Looking back to 97, were you surprised or disappointed about how it unfolded? G'day, Mike. Oh, look, not, not really, to be honest. Um, in that era, they were really after um, speed and pace. Um, and I guess I got a, a bit of interest from several clubs, but, you know, you never really know. Um, Hawthorne were probably the club that probably showed the most interest. Um, I was a West Coast man and, and hoping to go there, but um, look, I had no idea, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, the Hawks took Trent Crowe, I think, at three. West Coast and Freo had six selections before you were taken by Brisbane. Clearly, they saw or didn't see something in you that they thought that was important. Did you ever get to sort of test or trial yourself in front of those two? Yeah, look, I was doing some sprint training with the Eagles sprint coach in that, in that time, and... Um, they, they said to, to me after the, the under-18s championships, look, we'd like you to do the 40-metre test and just to see where you're at. And um, obviously, I was pretty, I was pretty nervous that morning um, going along to the to the park to do it. And um, just you, one on one, just me, yeah, yeah. with Mark Neitz. And um, and I knew I had to get under a certain time, and uh, I clearly didn't. And so, uh, and I think the feedback after that was, look, if you're there late in the draft, 70s or 80s, we we might look at you, but um, um, it wasn't going to be certainly in the first uh, the first round. Tell us the time limit they set and the time you recorded? Oh, you tested me there, Mike. I think it might have been about 3.1. Was, uh, was, was their limit? That's yeah. what they wanted. And I think I was probably about, about I was going to say four and a half, but about, <laughs> about probably 3.3 or something. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's been a magnificent career, mate. And you know I've been trying to get you on this chair for three or four years. But do you also, do you know that you're the only player in history that's played 300 games, won a premiership medal, and there are three of those, one a Brownlow and one a Norm Smith. I mean, it's a staggering list of achievement. Look, yeah, it's very humbling. Um, it's not lost on me that I was very fortunate to play in a, in a wonderful team for a number of years. So, you know, some of those individual honours are um, only come about from playing in a, in a great team. Um, my body was very good to me, no question, um, to play for as long as I did. Um, and the combination of those two, I guess I was very fortunate to, um, to have a... Have a uh, fortunate career. Mm. You lost your father last year. I, mean, I know. I know firsthand how close you were to your father, Ray. That must have knocked you a lot. Yeah, it has. Yep, it has. Um, Dad was um, a great friend and a, and a wonderful father. Um, I guess taught me to kick a footy, and mm. he, um, he 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 gave me a lot of time. Um, you know, as, as a kid, he had a business himself, and he was a very very busy man. But. Um, the great thing to, to Ben and I that he gave us was his time and, and, and self-belief and, um, you know, and essentially gave us our self-esteem and, and self-belief in ourselves. Mm -hmm. So um, I say that's, that's what a father does and, you know, you don't get to choose your, your father. You don't get to choose your parents. Um, I've got a wonderful mother too. Um, but, you know, I was very, very fortunate to, to be given the parents that I've, that I've got. I saw that bond with your father. I mean, there was, you were genuinely mates, weren't you? A lot of people use that as a cliche about the father and son. Bit, but you clearly were best mates. Yeah, we were. We were. And I think it was, you know, he's my athletics coach as a, as a young 10 to 14-year-old and taught me to kick on my right foot. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, just, again, the time and the, the, um, the hours he spent with me to, 
to give him to, to help me fulfil my dreams really, mm. and give me that belief that you, you can go and play for a footy, you can do whatever you want to do, was largely from my dad, and that um, that that self-esteem was a large part of from my father. How painful was it to watch him die? He had prostate cancer, and there were secondaries developed from there. How painful? was that for you to see? I mean, sometimes they're just gone. You know, your parents or your friends or your partners can go in a moment. But with you, it was a long process, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, Mike, yeah. Um, um, Dad had prostate cancer and um, it's 12 months next week from when he passed away. And um, look, yeah, he, he it went to his spine initially in, in late um, 2014 and, and then went to his, to his lungs about December 2014. Mm. And it happened pretty... Pretty quick from there. Um, it, it's terrible. It's you know, it's just that you know, the build-up of fluid on on Dad's young lungs and the um, yeah, the, the you know, the suffering he went through was was ordinary to see. I'll change tack, make it a bit easy for you. Back to that draft. Um, I remember your first appearance at AFL level was in an Ansett Cup game in Cape Town. Correct. It was nineteen ninety-eight or nine. Ninety-eight. Yeah. Two Brisbane draftees that I remember playing that day. There was Luke Power, who was taken at, I think, number five in your draft, and yourself, went on to play 620 games between you and become great mates. You remember back to Cape Town and what your thoughts were at that time? Yeah, I do. I remember it like it was yesterday. We, um, we, were, we couldn't believe our first game for the Lions was going to be in South Africa in Cape Town and, um, against the Fremantle Dockers. And it's just a great way to introduction to, to VFL footy. And um, it was the start of a, of a great friendship for... Um, Luke Power and I, um, Bo McDonald, also was was in that draft as well. And um, oh, look, Luke, Luke's my best mate um, in footy. Um, but Luke's, I guess Luke's one of those guys makes you a better a better guy yeah. to be around. Well, you, you, you should remember this. I, I remember having because I'm a friend of the Power family. I remember having a long chat to Luke over there, and he was chronically homesick at the time. It was just early, and that was predictable enough. But talking to him about sticking it out and stuff like that. Did you have similar? Misgivings at that time about where you were and what the rest of your life held for you. Yeah, I certainly did. Um, I was a little bit homesick, like Luke, and um, I guess we, we probably helped each other a little bit now with that. And um, it's one of those things where um, once I started playing regular senior footy, which is my second year at the Lions, you start to feel really entrenched in the club and in the team, and, and that's a real. Um, I didn't want to essentially go anywhere um, and then I guess two years after that we started we played our, our first premiership our first yeah. grand final um, and, and once that happened I didn't want to go anywhere mm, and, I bet uh, you didn't yeah. <laughs> you talk, when you were talking about your father you talked about ass and, and being a runner back to that thing where people had this reservation about your pace but is it not true that weren't you a middle distance state champion uh, runner in Perth yeah, I was from a, from a young boy, 10 to sort of 14. I did um, the 8 and 15s cross-country at school and things and represented WA um, a few times. And, um, yeah, I, I loved my athletics. I really felt it helped a lot with my footy. You know, mm -hmm. I think you ask the average um, footballer, when do they get their most nerves? It's, you know, before the 3K time trial, before the, you know, the whatever, whatever test it is. So um, when you're on that start line, it's just you. Um, you know, that's you got to deal with that yourself, and uh, certainly because I had a lot of nerves in my playing career, even from my first to my 300th game, I really struggled with with nerves and the anxiety, and um, I guess I functioned on the fear of failure a fair bit. Yep. Um, so that um, character building, I guess, from athletics, certainly stood me in good stead for my footy days. The nerves. I mean, did that um, manifest itself as vomiting, or just your tension, or and, and did you become introverted before a game? Yeah, I, I was more. I was never a vomiter like some guys are, but I, I just a lot of a lot of anxiety, a lot of nerves. Um, 
derive from that fear of failure. And, and I guess when you when you operate in that way a lot, you you probably don't enjoy the you know the the uh, certainly the build up as much as uh, as much as probably some guys that are you know. Uh, Easy going. And Are you talking about home and away games here or just big ones? Absolutely, home and away games, yeah. Look, yeah. I mean, I guess I, I love looking back and what I'm missing my footy now is, is the rivalries and, mm. and the players, the great players, the great ta- contest um, that I had with the you know, the Cameron Lings, um, Brett Kirks, um, Kane Corns. So mm. those those three would be my, my toughest opponents. And, the, you know, the, the real challenge of that and, and of those guys... You know, I knew I was playing, playing Geelong. I knew I've got Lingy, and that was over a decade, and I love that. And mm. I guess the the respect and the um, you know, he got me last time. You know, how do, how do, I, how do I get him this time? Is yeah. something I, I miss about the game, and I miss about putting yourself on the line now that I've retired. You were very nice about Lingy. What about Kane Corns? You whacked him in the 2004 Grand Final, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I think I got uh, pretty uh, frustrated the that day. got rubbed out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he got, um, he got me that day. He certainly did. Um, I mean, Corns and I had a great, again, a great rivalry over a long period of time, and um, I, I knew he'd be, he'd be coming for me. And um, you know, they, they before the bounce even, they, they came after us. They attacked us, and you know, that's I guess Choco um, fired them up to do that, and they, um, they did it well. They put us on the back foot, and um, and Kane was, um, he was, he was in my pocket. He wasn't my shadow. He was in my pocket all day. And uh, did yeah. they? Now, when you've had to contend with those close checking players for almost your entire career. Do they play by the rules? <laughs> yes and no. I mean, there's, there's times I'll in... I'll take that as a no. Well, yeah, I mean, they, 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 those three in particular um, were fair. I mean, I think both both Lingy and, and Kane were very good at playing you from behind. And, and when they play you from behind, there's no doubt there's times where they, they grab a hip, they, you know, they pull you, they control you with... Um, with their hands, with your hips, and they do it very well. So a lot of that is is legal. I guess at times they're, they're going to hold on, and you know, umpires can't see everything. Did they crack down enough for you to uh, be able to cope with Callan Ward in your last game? <laughs> <laughs> you smacked him too, didn't you? Yeah, how I did. You finish, I was... How could you finish with a blemish on your great career? Nah, Michael was a, must have been an angry old man in that last game, a frustrated old man. But um, yeah, I did. I, I, I went forward and he played on me, Callum. And we know what a great player Callum is. I feel mm. terribly. I don't know him personally, but they, they say he's a wonderful guy. But yeah, he. I think I got frustrated and sort of did the old elbow or whatever. And yep. I think I got him in the, in the jaw or the nose and got mm. a couple of weeks for it. So. Mm. It's a difficult question when I ask this question to the bloke sitting in that chair, but... In an academic sense, what made you the player you were? I, we know that you were brave, clean with your hands, resilient, um, but there was the pace query, and you had the left foot too, which was a major asset. But what made you, you've been an elite player. Why do you think so? Um, I think I read the game quite well and getting getting into the position. Um, I think probably my my best strength was my reaction time. Yep. Um, I sort of knew around stoppages and around the congested area that I had to keep moving. Um, I couldn't let a, you know, a player, opposition player, particularly the run with tight checking players, um, sweat on my back. Um, so I had to change angles and keep moving and the importance of that just to get separation. Um, and and when, not being a quick player, I knew when I got the ball I had to make quick decisions and, and, and be conscious of who was around me. I think, yeah, that ability, and not being a big guy, not being overly strong, not overly quick, I had to, had to react quickly and, and, and see things. Let me take you back to your first game at the Waffle. You're playing for East Fremantle. You're playing on a bloke called Brady Anderson, correct? Who played with North Melbourne. That's right, yeah. What did he say to you? He just said something to you at the first bounce, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I, I ran, on, ran on to the wing and um, he was standing there and he goes, uh, 
Hope you got your running shoes on today, mm. pal. Mm. Um, and I guess for me, it's just a little and thing. And he was a runner, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a yeah. good runner. Yeah. He was, yeah. And that was my first... I was probably 73 kilos playing the wing, um, you know, when he, he was... You know, I think he got drafted the North that year. But just the confrontational element of footy. And mm. it was, um, you know, he, he sort of got stuck into us physically a little bit too. And um, it, was a, it was a good uh, eye-opener what was, what was involved. And that the, did that compute with you, that, you, that the running shoes were relevant? You've had to just sort of be constantly in motion? Oh, no question, yeah, no question. And over the, the 16 years I played, the, the, the requirements of running... Um, certainly increased the pace of the game, the repeat efforts and so forth. Obviously, the interchange really picked up, so the speed of the game's increased. So the, the running aspect of the game, it's a running game. Um, so you've got to be able to cover the ground for sure. How, do you consider yourself lucky or just a fact of life that you, were, you ended up in Brisbane and became part of one of the great eras of Australian football? I mean, the three premierships and the four grand finals in a row. Yeah, look, I was blessed, um, no question. Um, look, I mean, I went to Brisbane and, and I honestly didn't think I'd, I'd have a long AFL career. I, I sort of saw AFL players as um, these sort of superhuman, um, you know, people. And when I got drafted, I, I just, you know, really committed to myself and I was just going to really work hard and, and get the best from myself. You know, whether it was two years sent back to WA and play first from Manlord, I probably would have <laughs> taken that with a handful of games. So I, I quickly realised that, you know, they're not freaks, they're, you know, they've a bit of talent and they work hard. Um, so the second year, I, I remember having a game against um, North Melbourne at the MCG um, in 99 and it was kind of a bit of a breakout game and that's when I really felt like I could play um, AFL footy and, and probably play for a reasonable amount of time. Um, and obviously, yeah, the, your question about that great era, um, you know, we'd finished dead last in 98 yep. and, uh, and Lee took over um, and I guess... Lee had a great ability to, to maximise the potential, the, the ability of the playing group and galvanise the group. Um, Lee's famous old saying of knowing your role, accepting your role and, and obviously performing your role. It kept it simple and that was Lee's great strength. And having Lee Matthews in our corner and knowing he was up in the coach's box and he was on your side with, with his, mm. his history in the game gave our group enormous confidence. Um, but yeah, I was very, very fortunate to play on that great side. 22, you're a premiership player. You're best and fairest winner and you're all Australian. I mean, that's amazing progress, isn't it? For a kid that's sort of three years earlier, I was wondering if he's got a, a career. Yeah, it was, I guess, yeah, it was. And, um, you know, my belief in, um, uh, you know, certainly picked up from year to year, and I guess that was the, what, my fourth year, and started to feel at home out in the, out in the, out in the paddock. And um, um, that 2001 season was a year, I guess, for the whole whole group that we just got enormous confidence as the year progressed. We didn't start particularly well, um, but we went on from about round eight or nine, and, and I think we won 16 straight or, or whatever it was, um, including the finals. It was, a, it was a pretty special time. Vossi was a hero of yours before you got to Brisbane, wasn't he? He was. He certainly was. Vossi's, uh, Vossi's my hero even when I played with him, Mike. Yeah, I mean, what a... <laughs> when you were alongside him. Yeah, he was... Um, might have changed in my mid-twenties when I grew up a little bit. But, uh, no, nah, look, he, what a wonderful guy um, to play footy. Ruthless competitor, um, you know, an absolute bull and, and just major walk taller playing alongside him. Um, you know, I think Lee probably described it best when, when Vossi retired. Lee called him potentially the, the best MVP of all time when you're taking his playing ability and his leadership and those two together were, were, were marvellous. Um, Did you play with a better player than Vossi? I don't think so. I mean, Jonathan Brownie is different. Um, big centre forward, you know, Vossi midfielder. Vossi would go forward and, and have a massive impact as well. Um, but, yeah, look, very close. 
Very, very close. What about the others, the, the, the opponents that you had? You've had a lot of good ones going through the midfield in your time in football. Anyone rival Vossi? I mean, Herdy and Vossi won a Brownlow together and were often compared for their impact on their footy teams. Yeah, they were. Um, um, I mean, Chris Judd and Gary Ablett. Yep, yep. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, Gary Ablett, what he's been able to do, um, go up on the Gold Coast and, and I guess take his name, to, his game to another level in some respects, but with, without the probably the players around him um, has been quite amazing. Um, so, I mean, he's, he's probably the, the best I've seen, I would have thought. Best you've seen, Vossi included. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say they're on par, there you go. <laughs> you mentioned Juddy there. When, when you were playing against West Coast and, and later Carlton, and Juddy was in your vicinity and, and maybe your opposite number, how scary was it knowing how quick he was and how you played? Yeah, that's right. I mean, his power to get the ball inside and, and burst into space and, and burst through two to three tackles, I haven't seen anyone like it. Um, and his composure when he got into space, a lot of guys can run and carry the ball, but their composure to finish, um, Juddy was, was second to none for mine. And, um, so you've now got three best evers. Bossy, <laughs> Gaz and Juddy. Stop sitting on the fence, eh? <laughs> yeah, look, um, but, I mean, for a long time, to be honest, Juddy was, um, you know, I, I had him above mm -hmm. Ablett. Um, but let's, let's take Bossy out of the equation <laughs> for a minute. But, um, you know, what Bossy, uh, sorry, Juddy was able to do, um, particularly, I guess, under the age of 28, was unbelievable. Mm. Now, I remember that game, the famous game we talk about up in the Gabba. The Gabba. We kicked five in the first half yeah. and just, uh, he was only young, a young guy then. Um, but Even Lee was impressed. He was, yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. He told us pre-game, he said, don't, boys, don't um, underestimate Chris Jard. Really? This kid can seriously play. When we come back, Simon, let's revisit the day you were assaulted in front of 80,000 people at the MCG. I want to take you back to 1999 and you're 20 years of age and Brisbane are playing North Melbourne in the preliminary final at the MCG. You last, what, 15 minutes or something, did you, that day? Yeah. Did you have a, did you have a broken eye socket? Yeah, I did. Mickey Martin actually... Now, I like Mick, but this is my honest view of what I'm going to say. Mickey Martin assaulted you that day, punched you in the face with you on the ground, correct? Yeah, he did, yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Nothing came of that. Mick played in the Premiership, premiership team a week later. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, look, um, I guess back in that time, firstly, there wasn't as many cameras at the ground. Um, uh, I remember on the Tuesday after the game, um, um, got told, you know, they're investigating it, the AFL, um, go along and, 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 and talk to Rick Lewis at the AFL about it. About it. And so um, I went in there not believing there was sort of vision of it. And... Um, and, and, I mean, I guess I lived under the old, you know, the old footy rule of, you know... Particularly grand, the field? Yeah, particularly mm. grand final week, looking after the opposition and things. And, I mean, I, I, was, I was really disappointed because, I mean, I, and I suffered, particularly my left side, eye, eye vision problems for a while. Um, for months? Yeah, for mm. months, yep, yep. Um, blurred vision. And, but at the same time, um, I understood it was grand final week and, you know, I was, I was happy to, to look after him. But I guess I got myself in a little bit of... Uh, um, strife because 
um, when I went in there and talked to Rick, there was some vision of the incident. So yes. I, I don't, I can't tell you why it didn't go further. But um, <laughs> I guess I'll... I've got a hint. Um, Gubby Allen, who was your footy manager at the time, he worked on the mafia credo. <laughs> you know what happens on the field? Don't don't squeal. <laughs> it'll take care of itself. It gets us the credit in the bank, and if need be, we'll square up later. Okay. Because it, it was it was derelict of the AFL not to take that on. There's no question about that. Yeah, look, and your father was very angry, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. Certainly was. Um, big bits because of you know the issues I had in my eye for, for mm. a while. Um, but I mean, I, like you said, I can't tell you why the AFL didn't go further. I guess when I saw the incident, once I was at the investigating office, um, I would have. I was surprised that it didn't go further. <laughs> you were surprised, were you? <laughs> you had a busted eye socket. I'll tell you a little aside from that. Um, I was on Talking Footy at the time and it came to pass, as you said, there was some vision that no one thought existed mm. and we had it on Talking Footy and the guest that night was Dennis Pagan. And Dennis Pagan said, if you show that footage, I'm not coming on. So Tim Lane and I did what all good journos should do and said, well, we're showing it. You make that choice. So as soon as the interview was finished and we'd shown the vision, Dennis ripped the mouthpiece off and threw it away and walked out of the studio. Yeah. Have you ever spoken to Mick about that? Mickey Martin? Uh, I saw Mick about 10 years later um, at a grand final function and um, yeah, he, he said thanks. Yeah, Dennis Pagan rang me that week after that and, and thank you, thanked he? me. He's very thankful. Um, but yeah, I, I saw Mick um, a little while later and he, he apologised. Did, did, you, did you now, in retrospect, do the right thing and keep your counsel or not? Or should you have said, no, you whacked me? I appreciate how hard it is to get to a grand final. Um, and so I'm, I'm happy Mick played in the grand final. It's very brave of you because had you won that night, had Brisbane won, you wouldn't have been playing in the grand final. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I guess I would have been pretty dirty. Mm. Um, and yeah. So has the game changed for the better? I mean, if, if, if Mick were reported now for that punch on you, in my view, he gets eight weeks. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, th I think the, the game's in a in a really good spot, you know. Um, they've, they've, they've tried to look after the players, um, you know, with these head injuries, concussions, and you, you, can't, you can't blame the AFL or, or anything for that. That's only a positive for our game. And, um, you know, some of the ticky-touch stuff at times can be a little bit frustrating. Um, I know the players at times can be a little, little bit frustrated for the, um, what appears to be um, several rule changes each year, but the, the game's in great stead, and the game is tough. The game is so when it's your turn to put your head over the ball. Yep. The game's because of the pace of the game. It's as, it's as hard a game um, there ever is, and, and even Lee Matthews says that. So I'm in three twenty games. How difficult was it for you to then transition yourself into the rest of your life? Yeah, look, I guess I retired um, a little bit reluctantly because I, I wanted to play. I was really keen to play one more year, and um, I had surgery on on my knee, thinking it was just a clean up operation, and. Um, wake up and remember the surgeon coming in and saying, "Mate, if you want to be active in your 40s and 50s, oh yeah, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be playing um, football anymore." So um, I knew it was the right decision to retire, um, but it just took me some time to get to that point. But um, look, I've really enjoyed the last couple of years of coaching. Certainly, so so different to, to playing, obviously, but um, it's been frustrating. You know, we've we've been you know the bottom ranked side for for quite some time mm. now, and that's been that's been really challenging and really frustrating. Um, but from a personal point of view, I really enjoyed the challenge of trying to impart my bit of knowledge on the guys through, through the midfield. I think, I was going to ask you about your personal highlight, your view. I think the thing that impresses me most, and, and I suspect I speak for a lot of people here, is that you averaged 20 plus possessions 13 years in a row, which is a staggering 
reflection of consistency and efficiency. Is there one part of your footy career that stands above all the others? Um, obviously, the, the 2003 grand final, I, I performed quite well that day. Um, <laughs> that was when you had 39 possessions. Yeah, yeah. look, that day. But um, I like to think in the, the bigger games, um, you know, I certainly didn't stand up every, every time, but um, they, they were the games that I really set myself for and um, you, you judged on. Um, so I guess I'd take some pride in, in some of those performances. 2003 grand final, you win the Norm Smith, you have 39 possessions. A shy, quiet teammate of yours called Jason Ackermanis kicks five <laughs> and thought he should have won the Norm. <laughs> Has he reminded you of that? <laughs> yes, done every time I see him, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> because actually, had Acker won the Norm, he would have been the only player in history with all those medals that we talked about before. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, look, he, uh, he jokes around with me about it and saying how I stole it. He means it, it though. Well, yeah, I mean, I, can I say that? I said, I, think, I reckon you kicked a couple of goals in that junk time in the last quarter, mate. <laughs> Wouldn't but, he love that? <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, we had a great game that day, that day didn't he? Obviously, yeah, he kicked did. five. And, he did. Um, now, you've got the altar boy image, we know that, but you weren't bad on trips away, were you? <laughs> Boys said you were always there to sort of turn the lights out, is that right? <laughs> I can't pitch you in that role, but that's what they all say. <laughs> no, nah, look, I guess off the field, off. I've uh, loved a, a good time as much as anyone, um, and uh, and loved, loved the trips away, and um, you know I loved the beer at the right time, mm. and um, you know I, I'm certainly can't shy away from that, and, not, and guilty of that, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> liked a good time. One of your great performances that isn't in the media guide uh, as an achievement was. Uh, an 8K run in Shanghai after a big lunch with Brownie. That was a good effort. <laughs> yeah, it was, Mike. We went over there for an exhibition game um, in 2010, perhaps. And, um, and uh, yeah, we had to... It was a dock and under 23s played the game. And so we had a, us older guys, it was a bit of a footy trip, I guess, and we had a long lunch. And um, each morning we had to keep um, turning up for training at 7am. And... Um, wasn't home too much earlier than, uh, <laughs> than the start time for training. It was a bit dusty running around that highly polluted square in Shanghai. Now, great players have a lot of talent, Simon. We know that. But great players also work hard. And your blokes, the blokes that played with you, just talk in awe of the way you used to prepare. Yeah, look, I guess, Mike, when I came to the footy club, I, like I touched on earlier, I just wanted to make sure I, I got everything out of myself and didn't want to be a 56-year-old man and have, have regrets of not, been, uh, not working harder. I always felt with my footy, um, I used to reflect a lot post-game yep. with, with footy. Negatively and, or positively? Um, both, yeah. I mean, the old saying, you know, reflection transforms experience into knowledge was something that I, I learned from a pretty young age and analysing what went right, what, you know, didn't go so well in a game was something I, um, I learned early and I, I, I guess I... Um, you got knowledge, you learn how to do things better the next time. Mm -hmm. So reflection was really important for me. Now, you're Simon Black, the businessman these days. You've got uh, the Simon Black Academies. Explain them to us. Yeah, Mike, we've set up a 12-month uh, um, education and, and football um, academy for, for kids that love uh, their football, um, but obviously an element of, of education. So the, the, the formal education. The formal yeah. education. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, we, we target the school leavers, um, and the, it's a 12-month diploma course um, of business. And a certificate three and four in fitness, but we uh, we have a, obviously a footy element for, for every day as well, so that the kids get or the students get coached by ex AFL players. Are you included? Yeah, look, yeah. I'll get around there and and, uh, and 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 participate with the guys. Um, but we want to make it elite, a really elite program. So we've got elite, uh, we've got AFL coaches and, and past AFL players to, to be the coaches. So look, I'm really excited by. It. We also have you know leadership and um, you know goal setting. Um, 
uh, parts of the program through rounded approach. Yep. And so I'm really excited by it. That's Brisbane and... Are you got a base in Melbourne? Yeah, we've got one at Albert Park here yep. um, in Melbourne. So we just kicked off about three months ago and it's going, it's going really well. I admire you even more, mate. <laughs> I, mean, I love watching you play like everyone else has. The Brisbane people adored you and the rest of us admired you for what you did uh, for your footy team over such a long journey and it's great to finally get you in the chair. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, Mike. This has been a Fox Footy production. Part of the Fox Sports Network.